Hello, hello everyone and welcome back to the BAR podcast where we talk about football, its happenings and various other things that are related to football. It's been a couple of rough days since around the world and I hope we can talk about things which really keep our minds sane. I'm Shamik. And I'm Aryan. We are your hosts for today. And today we'll be discussing the Carabao Cup. The final is coming up. It's Liverpool versus Chelsea. The stakes are as high as they can get. But first... Let's have a look at what exactly happened within the Carabao Cup. The root of these two teams, the dark horse, the club that actually shocked everyone with their progress. So, Shamik, who would you name as your dark horse for the Carabao Cup? Well, according to me, I felt the dark horse of the entire competition was West Ham. I mean, many upsets that nobody expected from them and... It was a completely decent run from their end, meaning nobody had anticipated that uh, West Ham would give a tough fight for two other teams. But kudos to them. They had a very good run. Sanjay, you agree with that? Well, yeah, I believe West Ham were indeed the dark horses and they knocked out both Manchester clubs out of the tournament. And most surprising, so they knocked out Manchester City, who have not been eliminated from this tournament since 2016 as they have won every edition since. And uh, to be honest, I'm lucky that, you know, Chelsea didn't face that team en route to the final. I'm super stoked. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Chelsea also had to like fight their way through, at least in the initial stages, when we had to like, you know, battle both Southampton and Aston Villa on penalties. But then since then, it's been smooth sailing. It sure has been. So... Amal, what, what do you think about Liverpool, the chances of winning the Carabao Cup? Uh, yeah, going into this particular this particular game, like, uh, we are in a very positive frame of mind. Uh, the club, you know, just had a big win the other day against uh, Leeds. And, you know, uh, all the, the squad is more or less fully fit. Uh, you know, there's... Uh, Roberto Firmino might be missing, but then Diego Jota looks like he'll be back. And, you know, looking uh, and all are looking in very good shape and, you know, in good form, like even in the league as well, you know, uh, six wins on the bounce. And yeah, good times, confident times. And what about the fact that I think Salah and Mane are fixed, like they're going to be there in that match. Who do you think will be the third guy, Diaz, Firmino or Jota? Uh, I think based on recent form and, you know, the situation uh, with the Jota injury, I think uh, Luis Diaz will start uh, because even in the league, in the past two games, it has been Male, Salah and Diaz and Diaz has settled in so well. Uh, like he, he's been, uh, he, he's been a great, uh, he looks like a great signing already. And considering the fact that he's, he's uh, coming from South, um, he's a South American and you know, he's coming from the Portuguese league. Uh, he doesn't know the language as well. Uh, he has adapted pretty well. And uh, he, look, he looks a very good signing and he's been in good form. So I expect uh, Luis Diaz to start alongside uh, Sadio Mane and Mosel, obviously. Um, Amal, just had a couple of things to ask about. Would Diego Jota be in a state of mind where he will be able to play the match against Chelsea or will there be some inhibitions from his side as well? Uh, yeah, I think based on Klopp's press conference, uh, Diego Jota should be fit. Uh, but again, I don't think Diego Jota starts this game because like, he's been out for 
two uh, couple of games and uh, as i said luis diaz has been doing pretty well so uh, ideally it should be uh, salamane and diaz but again diego zota i expect uh, him to be involved like uh, within the squad and uh, you know if if uh, the game demands the situation of the game at a particular point of time demands an attack attacker i think uh, diego zota is such a great option even he has been so prolific again this season so yeah i expect him to be involved but i don't think he starts that team so sanjay let's switch to chelsea we have amal talking about the efficiency of liverpool's attack so chelsea's attack it has been i think the complete opposite of the liverpool attack there has been doubts in every position no player has been a consistent nailed on goal scorer and the person who was brought to be a goal scorer well he probably doesn't want to stay here anymore but he also has been in some really bad form i'm talking about big man rom romelu lukaku so do you think he's going to play the final well uh, i think he definitely gets the nod to start in the final given that he was rested midweek in the champions league but take nothing away lukaku is a top top player and yeah i mean uh, since his you know he got contracted covid mid november and then the whole thing with the interview came out which completely brought down the morale of the team as a whole it was obviously you know not something expected from a signing who we paid 115 million for but given his patchy form i think we are able to compensate for the lack of goal scoring we have kai havertz and hakim ziyech on top of their game at the moment even though we have lost mason mount through injury and also our main supply line through the flanks our especially our wing backs reese james and ben chilwell both injured and they are long term on the sidelines but uh, i think we have coped pretty well especially you know after that patchy form through december to january where we won just two games out of a, out of eight and we collected just 10 points from a possible 24 i think that just threw away our chances at the title but we have been performing really well in the cup competitions we, have, we are the club world champions and we also won the uefa super cup and thomas tuchel has won three of the four cup finals he has played in for chelsea so far so confidence is pretty high at the moment because we are fresh out of the club world cup we won the trophy and uh, we are slowly kick starting our season again we have won back to back games in the league and uh, we bruised past tottenham in the semi finals which we thought would be a really really tough test given that at that point tottenham were on really really good form under antonio conte but we have faced liverpool twice in the league and we have banished to claw our way back on both occasions especially the match at stamford bridge where we were 2-0 down i think it was a sala masterclass especially in the first half but then we managed to find our metal and we came back in the game and uh, i think we are coming into the final we are in pretty good shape even though our goal scoring form has been very very lackluster adding to that couple of things i uh, wanted to really talk about is what could be the main what you call achilles heel for chelsea during the final and speaking of finals one guy who really knows how to step up is kai havertz so what do you reckon do you expect a really good performance out of him well when it comes to cup finals kai havertz is definitely the man we go to he scored the winner definitely. in the champions league he also scored the winner in the club world cup final and he put on a very pretty good performance in the uefa super cup final as well he is the man mm-hmm. for the big occasion apparently i mean his stats don't speak for themselves they aren't at the heights they were at leverkusen but he has a knack of stepping up in the big, big games and 
he does deliver when called upon and he is also a nailed on starter in the final he will start along hakim ziak along with lukaku up front but uh, i think the main anchor of the team is definitely ngolo kante man that guy has been on form ever since he's you know recovered from this hamstring injuries from last season he was literally our man through our champions league run and eventually to lifting our trophy and also midweek he was on song even though he was substituted he he produced a man of the match performance he did assist the second goal for christian pulisic and uh, given that you know chelsea are known for that solid defense under tuchel ngolo kante is definitely the man to watch for and kai havertz is definitely one you're supposed to look on especially if you're a liverpool supporter yeah I think Angelo Conte is probably the guy who does everything at Chelsea right now. He pro- he's probably the plumber, he's probably the finance guy. The guy has, he's everywhere across the pitch and I think that even that's not enough for him. I've seen him come out of 90 minutes matches after giving his heart out and looking fresh. I remember I think Lampard said this that Conte came up to him and said I'm dead. My legs won't work anymore. And then he covered an entire pitch sprint there and actually stopped the stopped the goal. So again that's the kind of man Angelo Conte is. but someone who's as maybe not as important as kante but pretty close has to be mason mount he has he has been the creative half of chelsea's attack he has helped defensively he helps out attackingly how how much will his absence affect the game we have genuinely missed his absence especially ever since he got injured but uh, i think we are coping pretty well without him i'm pretty sure with him in the team we are a completely different attacking option but uh, given that he is out but he is back to fitness he was on the bench in midweek and the game against liverpool in the final is a little too soon for him but definitely in a couple of weeks he'll be back in shape but uh, you can expect him to make an appearance of the bench like come on now enough of this sweet talk uh, i would love both of you guys to take some shots at each other right Come on, man! Like this is a podcast. Don't make it mellow. Amal, go for it, man! Come on. Yeah, I mean, what do I say? Like, I'll just uh, I just disagree with Sanjay uh, on Lukaku. Uh, I don't think Lukaku starts this game, and I don't think he was uh, rested midweek. I thought he was dropped, and you know, uh, as everyone knows, the Lukaku signing, uh, Lukaku hasn't, you know. uh taken the premier league by storm i mean and that is an understatement i know that but uh, uh i think kai havertz will play as uh the number 9 for chelsea in this game and i think uh christian pulisic and uh hakim ziyech if fit other, uh, otherwise mason mount uh, i don't know what shape is coming back from injury will start and again you know chelsea as already mentioned uh they didn't have it all easy like liverpool did uh, they had to win two games two games and penalties i guess in the third round and round of 16 indeed, so indeed. which yeah and again uh, that was one was against villa that were at home and again against southampton at home which was uh, pretty pretty unlike chelsea uh, you know you would expect uh, better from them uh, so again uh, i'm sure like Sanjay is confident, and as he said, he's confident going into this game. But I just think we have a slight edge over them, at least on current form and maybe on paper as well. I think I believe we have the better players, uh, despite Chelsea spending 
all those money yeah. well i got to agree a little bit with you aman because you know liverpool have gone all guns blazing especially in the league where you have won 6-0 against leeds recently and we are particularly wary about the threat salah and mane pose but you know we are chelsea we are the champions of the world so you can expect a tough fight from us and uh, tukul is not going to just you know be hanging on the bench he will do something about it and coming to lukaku yes he is you know he is dropped dead out of form he has been criticized recently but he is a man who is proven on the big stage and when the time comes he will deliver because that's what big players do and i think you know he all the guy also needs a breather he has been you know been through a lot of stick from from fans and critics alike but uh, he is definitely bound to step up at some point and that's the kind of player he is and uh, given that we have played liverpool twice this season and both times you know we have stolen valuable points from you um you can expect a tough fight and also our defense is rather solid and uh, salah and mane are definitely going to run the show but the battle is going definitely going to be intense and it will go all the way to the wire uh yeah uh, that's true i kind of agree but again with the defense thing uh i'm not so sure about that because you know chelsea of course they did start the season strongly in defense i mean they had they were they were the team to concede the least goals in the league and overall as well and then you know maybe because of injuries as well uh, they slightly fell off and but talking about the defense now i think you you did see the game against uh, you know the chelsea liverpool game at stamford bridge earlier this year where you know alonso was completely destroyed by mosala in the first half i think you'll agree with that and <coughs> again so yeah so uh yeah so i'm not sure about the defense part uh, but then again uh with lukaku as well uh, I, i don't think lukaku is necessarily a class player he's a great goal scorer don't get me wrong he's a fantastic player has been, has improved a lot over recent years especially after his very bad forgettable stint at manchester united it was a revelation at inter but uh again personally for me i think if i were to kill i'd be looking to start kai havertz because chelsea have done well in the past two games so yeah i think the one thing that i disagree with both the guys here is the fact that they said lukaku like the, sanjay said lukaku will start scoring i think that is more of a hope than it's a statement lukaku again sto people say that people usually play good football when they look stone cold on the pitch he just looks stone on the pitch so i really hope for chelsea sake lukaku steps up we the uh, the troll name lakaka is actually the guy we're seeing right now like even in united he actually touched the ball you know he actually had a few touches on the ball that were in double digits so i think lukaku yeah lukaku will surely will surely not play he'll come on as a sub maybe but he's not starting that match despite whatever you think sanjay i think i don't think he's going to start when it comes to liverpool see chelsea are in a form are, are playing in a way where they are winning trophies like consecutively they are winning trophies after trophies and i think carabao cup chelsea may look weak but they're still going to be strong as hell and more importantly 
I I want Chelsea to win because I can't wait for Klopp to blame the grass. I just can't wait for Klopp to blame the grass in that match or the wind or the refs or the fact that Lukaku's head is too shiny. Tentelegan Arnold was blinded or something. I mean, I totally agree with you that Lukaku's out of form and you know what? He still can be a surprise package. Probably Tuchel is just playing mind games or whatever. I don't know, but uh, I think for the for a cup final of such magnitude. Lukaku, I mean, he might not step up and score the winning goal or something, but he will definitely be involved. And uh, coming to our other attacking options, I think we can make up, even if Lukaku, you know, gets even fewer than seven touches in the match, we have the caliber to ruffle Liverpool's feathers. And uh, we did give their defence a tough time as well, even if it was big verge at the back. We caught him out on the offside trap a couple of times. He's not the fastest one around and we will trouble him with Havertz and ZX pace. And also, you know, um, we we will also exploit our wider options because even though Marcus Alonso is not the best defensively, he's very vulnerable at defence. But going forward, he does, you know, deliver the killer crosses. And also on the opposite side, I think... Callum Hudson or Doy will start this game. I think Cesar Aspilicueta might be rested or he might start as well. We never know. But uh, we will be, you know, having the extra width on the flanks. And given how attacking Liverpool's fullbacks are with Trent and Robo, I think we can get a good result out of this game. And also, since we are on such a good run, especially in the cup competitions, it is going to be a really demanding game. Somewhere comes to the point yeah. where one one should really, you know, just think. Uh, for me, it's going to be a battle about the midfield. You know, I I love to see both of them going against each other. And somewhere I there's somewhere this innate feeling that it's going to be an absolute ball. But the question comes when it uh it's about a guy who whom we had much expectation from, but it has been a pretty you know a wavy kind of a time for him. A guy whom Liverpool was supposed to sign, but ended up at Chelsea, Timo Werner. Do we see him on the field that day? Oh, that's a really good question. And uh, honestly, probably he might come on and make a cameo appearance, but I don't think we will see a lot of Timo Werner because he he is not what he was when he came from Leipzig. He is a complete shadow of what he was before. And uh, he is just, you know not clinical enough in front of goal. And he was the one to bring in the goals last season when we signed him. And we paid 47 million euros for him. But the guy has just not delivered. But, Sanjay, uh, if I may. Sanjay, if I may. Uh, yeah, sure. Where do you think it actually went wrong for Timo Warner? Well, basically, it was the system we played. And True. initially, when Werner did come in, he was used on the wing rather than the centre-forward position. And also, you know, Lampard didn't use him in the position he was actually good at because Timo Werner usually needs a second striker to feed on because you need someone like a Giroud, you know, to play in a two-man striker role who does the link-up play and Timo Werner uses up the uses up the half spaces in the final third where he used to exploit, a, you know, a vulnerable defence with his blistering pace. And mm-hmm. Chelsea never ever played that style and he was either left completely isolated up front or, you know, even though even when he was available, he wasn't given the 
service he was supposed to get. And this this I'm talking solely about last season and coming to this season. Um, Tuchel did try playing Lukaku and Werner together, and it worked initially, but eventually did not. Given Lukaku was going through a slump himself, and when coming to Werner in particular, it's basically the system, and I think he doesn't suit the way Chelsea play. And uh, we might see, as I said, a cameo appearance, but he's not the player for the big occasion. That really sums it up very well. A question for Amal, for that we have been raving about Sadio Mane, Sana since a pretty long while. But uh, I'm just I'm just diverting from the topic a little bit, but because at the end of the day, they are players; they earn their wages. The contract negotiations haven't been going very well for them in a long while. We haven't come to an amicable solution for both of the players. Where do you see it ending? Where do you see a foreseeable uh, future for both of the players? Because they are going to become thirty at some point. Yes, you said uh, age is a factor. Like they're they'll both be thirty uh, at some point this year. So, but I expect Mo Salah to definitely stay. You know, I I just can't see a scenario where he leaves the club. He's the best. He's a be- arguably the best player in the world. Best player at the club, no doubt. So Mo Salah will definitely stay. I think I think eventually it will get sorted. And again, you see, uh, it's often said that it's with the players, like when they are. Performing at the levels that Mo Salah is performing, but then I'd say the club has some kind of pulling power here because for this uh, for the long reason that uh, like you take the examples of players who are actually left Liverpool, uh, take the case of uh, Coutinho for instance. Like we know we all know how it went for him, and now he's doing well at Aston Villa, so that's good for him. And then again, Genie Wijnaldum, he went to PSG uh, for. Obviously, for maybe for better wages or so, but again, uh, he is struggling to get into the squad. So, you know, there is that thing as well. Sometimes, you know, sometimes I mean, not always, but sometimes maybe you're only as good as your team. I mean, maybe not with someone like Mo Salah, but I was just saying, like, where does Mo Salah go from here? Does he go to Barcelona? Why would he go to Barcelona at the moment? Uh, Real Madrid. Real Madrid are trying to sign like Mbappe. You know. Uh, Mbappe is a primary target. PSG, like I mean, the stars who have gone to PSG haven't, you know, done well recently. Even including Messi, the the best player maybe in the history of football over that particular period of time. So again, it's slightly with the club as well, and I think that is the sole reason the club are holding on to that. They don't want to break the wage structure. I mean, there's a lot of talk about how Liverpool don't spend much money. They don't spend money. Like the other clubs do, but again, the wage bill is the second highest in the league, just behind Manchester City. So that that just shows that uh, it's going. It's an efficient system of uh, rewarding your players. Like it's uh, the bonuses and the incentives are more. The base wages are less. So someone like Mo Salah, even if even if he's on like two hundred two twenty k base salary, like he gets to he gets up to three hundred and fifty k per week. So again, right. I expect him to stay. And Sadio Mane, yeah, uh, I think with the replacements coming in, Sadio Mane may or may not stay. But again, like Mo Salah contract situation is a priority, and I hope it's sorted soon. Hope the same. So now we're talking about contract situations. Let's talk about someone who's been a pillar in Chelsea's defense. Chelsea's defense, even though that transformation has started quite recently, because. Until few years back, I actually thought Antonio Rudiger was weaker than Glass. 
you touch him and he goes down but again under tuchel that the man has had a beautiful redemption story here and now he is not signing the contract and with andreas christensen also leaving do you think there's a sudden hole in chelsea's defense in the in that center back position with thiago silva and saying that even thiago silva is old malang sar i'm not sure how good he actually is so I, it seems like this season's end entire chelsea center back partnership is gone so what is there any strategy that is actually a disastrous situation to be honest because not only are rudiger and christensen running out of contract so is aspilicueta our captain so um, and i really don't see why we are willing to splash so much money on jules koundé when you know we have three major center backs out of contract this summer and uh, coming to tony rudiger he was he's already approached by bayern munich and by real madrid but rudiger wants to stay he is happy in london and he is enjoying his football under thomas tuchel at chelsea and uh, his family is also settled here which is also one of the big reasons for footballers to stay in a certain club at the moment and rudiger i think he's just you know biding his time and he will put pen on paper eventually and the same goes to christensen as well because he was you know nurtured by chelsea he came through the academy he's a product of cobham and he bleeds blue so christensen will also sign that contract one way or the other it's coming to aspilicueta where you know the situation is kind of confusing because barcelona have approached him and chelsea are ready to offer him a one year contract whereas he wants to stay beyond he wants a two or a three year contract which barcelona are willing to offer him so there are question marks over there but he's never been a problem for the club so far he's being the professional he is and he is he has always been so i think the contract situations will be sorted at some point in time and i really hope rudiger stays because he's the you know he's the glue that sticks the defense together along with thiago silva and when amal was talking about mo salah you know it does you know i have to take that with a pinch of salt because he was a chelsea reject and we let him go and given that he was performing there you know sometimes i have to pinch myself to see him performing like that but it is what it is i think you know um but i hope we get our contract situation sorted yeah i mean uh, sanjay was just listening to you you said mosal as a chelsea reject uh i don't know i mean that is not technically correct is it so yeah i mean know, it, it's not technically correct but 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 I, but i wish we hadn't rejected him given that he yeah, is performing yeah. at the level he is right now it's with deep regret yeah. that i say that but uh, Yeah, yeah I to mean, be fair, I you had Eden, Eden Hazard at that time. You, you had Eden Hazard and the likes of such players, but again, you see, you know what what happened. You know what is the situation with Eden Hazard at the moment, and where Mo Salah is at the moment. So yeah, that it's life. Sometimes life is like that, and you know, yeah, that's how. Yeah, it, and uh, I think we also benefited a lot from the money we received from Hazard leaving. So I think we are even yeah. over there. and we also yeah, won a, but, won the champions league with the money we got from hazard and we got havertz from that so uh yeah technically yeah but then again you had players of the quality of kevin de bruyne and again the same lukaku like i, I don't know uh, for how much you sold him but then you had to buy him back for 100 million pounds i guess so again that and like i was just uh, you know going through comments on twitter there was one comment which said like 
there should be sanctions on Mr. Uh, Abramovich. And then, you know, one reply was, he has already been sanctioned with 100 million pounds. So is it fair to punish him further? Yeah, so... Well, I think, you know, what, what goes around in Twitter stays in Twitter. It's just friendly banter. And I think we shouldn't, you know, dwell it's deep right, into right. it. It's all right. And Twitter is as leaky as how Liverpool's defence was last season. So... I well, think, to be uh, fair, our defense can come. I think we can reach an impasse on that. I mean, we we considered less goals than Manchester United, considering they have a, a two hundred million defense. So it wasn't that bad, to be honest. And we finished third about Chelsea again. Yeah, but you did have a Maguire-shaped hole in your defense when you lost Virgil Van Dijk and Joe Gomez to injury, and uh, yeah, but it is what it is. Yeah, Maguire-shaped hole, maybe yeah. A few things here. First of all, a Maguire-shaped hole is probably bigger than the Earth. Let's not talk about Maguire. Let's not talk about Maguire on this board. And first of all, <laughs> well, we had to bring him up at some point, Aryan, because you know, I'm a Chelsea fan. He's a Liverpool fan. We have to pull a Man United fans like at some point. Okay, but yeah. okay, but actually, let's first of all let's everybody clap and thank Chelsea for starting the era of dominance of Liverpool and City by giving the KDB and Mohamed Salah. Good job, guys. Brilliant job. Yeah. Fair play to them. But but the thing is, we won two Champions League titles by selling both of them. So, and United haven't won since anything. And United haven't won any. You really consider the 2012 one because these guys were young back then. Come on, you can't take the 2012 one. And more importantly, these guys were sold after you won the 2012 Champions League. So, how did you win two? Did you make one? So, uh, okay. the way you're thinking Bruyne, right now, that's how Frank Lampard used to think about tactics there. Remember, that's how he just looked up the sky. What should I do? Oh, let's play Mount. That's how Frank Lampard looked up his tactics. But first of all, let's not talk about United in the pod here. But yeah, when it comes to Chelsea, yeah, I think Chelsea do st- for all everything Sanjay said, I think Chelsea still have a chance. And I'm actually backing Chelsea for this one because, again, in finals and everything I've seen, Chelsea. In finals, do look as a force. And the good thing about Thomas Tuchel is he doesn't overthink things. He has a tactic. He sticks to it. And I don't think that's something Klopp and Pep have seen them overthink tactics so much. So much. So, let's just see what happens. But I think I'll still be backing Chelsea. Gentlemen, I think we're jumping the gun here a little bit. So, let's just come back to where we were. A couple of things. Uh, I just wanted to talk about how you felt about the road to the finals you guys. Meaning, for a couple of, couple of you guys, it's, it's how long has it been? Meaning, I'm so sorry about that, but uh, how long has it been since Liverpool and Chelsea played in the Carabao Cup final? If I can get an input from both of you. I think Chelsea last played in the final in 2015 in Mourinho's second stint and we went on to win the trophy. We played Spurs in the final. And... Uh, I think we haven't come anywhere close to the final since, at least until, you know, Kepa took on the role of Chelsea's manager under Mauricio Sari and it was a disastrous penalty shootout. But um, I think given the season we are having right now, I mean, apart from the league, I think we should go for this. We should go all out for this trophy. And uh, given that we are on... A pretty good run of form, especially in the club cup competitions. We have won two. We have won two trophies already, and 
that gives us immense confidence going into this. And uh, I think, you know, Liverpool will definitely give us a tough fight. It's not going to be easy. But uh, we did, you know, have a good run. We had like a solid run through through this competition. We, we had to like, you know, claw our way through to at least the quarterfinals where we faced Brentford. And then in semifinals, we... It was Spurs being Spurs, and we always beat Spurs. But uh, yeah, coming to the final, it's going to be a completely different ball game over here because I think Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool are no pushovers, and I expect a really hard game. They are, they are. Our penalties haven't been very nice to you. 15-16 lost a penalty shootout to City, if I'm not wrong, back in the day. So, yeah, we did. Yeah, but and again, the last time we won in 2011-12, uh, we wanted. In a penalty shootout against Cardiff, uh, the game ended, I think, 2-2 at regular time. And then we won in penalties. So, yeah, penalties obviously can go either way. And then again, uh, talking about Carabao and Liverpool, it should be mentioned that like we are the, we have won it the most times, along with Manchester City at eight. Manchester City have won it uh, four seasons running, I guess. So, we, we had that kind of lead. So it's it's time we uh, played a final and won. And again, coming to the road to the final, should be mentioned that uh, we had a bit of a kind run this time round, unlike all the other years. Like even last year, we had Arsenal. Uh, again, before that, uh, we had to play the kids because the seniors were winning the you know were involved in the club World Cup uh, finals. So yeah, and yeah. this time it has been a pretty kind run. Because uh, we had uh, Norwich away in the third round, a uh, comfortable 3 0 win, uh, you know, goals from. And I should mention actually Takumi Minami, you know, he might not be involved in the final, but I have to say that he has been really good in this particular tournament. Like uh, he scored got four goals, uh, and uh, I think he has scored the most for Liverpool, uh, you know, just ahead of Jota. And uh, again, in the round of 16, we had uh, Preston away. Uh, another away game, but again it was Preston, so uh, we rested a lot of the first team players, but then still won comfortably 2 0. And I have to, a special mention has to go to the quarterfinal because, uh, you know, talking about the tight games at the beginning of the pod, like uh, this, this was a game that you could have mentioned uh, in the sense that it was uh, Leicester uh, at home for Liverpool. But uh, we had rested a lot of players, keeping the league in mind, and uh, Leicester had started. The best possible squad that they could. We were two nil, two nil down initially, then three one down, and then you know in the very with the very last kick of the game, Takumi Minamino again equalized to make it three all, and then the game went to penalty shootouts, and you know Jota with the winning penalty. So that was a very great moment. The yeah, and the semi-final, you know, the first leg was a forgettable one for both teams. We dominated the ball, the play, but you know just weren't good enough in the final third. Again, the away leg was a brilliant game. Diego Jota and Trent just bossed that game. And yeah, beating Arsenal is always good. And yeah, and that's how we got to the final. So, happy days. Always, always, the journey always comes. And it's something that every fan of a club remembers. Now, talking about a cup final, uh, with the number of games about to, you know, extend and the quality of games kind of reducing with the number of tournaments increasing. Do you think over a couple of years' time, the importance of cups like the FA Cup and the Carabao Cup and similarly in the other leagues, will it remain the same? What do you guys reckon? 
meaning i know i'm kind of diverting from the topic but uh, but with the conclusion of this carabao cup at the end the question always does come up how much importance will the cups give um fixture congestion and player welfare has been a huge issue especially since the pandemic broke out and uh, you know the players are also human beings they are not machines and they definitely need to be rested and also this year the world cup is coming up and it's in november and december in qatar midway through the season and then you know you come back to your country and then you play the league again so it is really really hard and physically demanding on the players and um, yeah i mean you we and also at the same time we need to respect the traditions of the country in which you play as well you know you can't abandon the league you, and you can't abandon the fa cup because they are Sir. marquee things in english football but you know the carabao cup isn't as prestigious as the other cups to be honest and i think everyone agrees with this and uh, and also it's not up to the clubs isn't it to you know replace tournaments or like you know abort tournaments but it is a serious issue and uh, it will be addressed with as and when but i don't think at, the, at at this moment i don't think you know it's going to be considered at all and the players do need a break at some point like for an instance uh, if i if i may add like france took the decision to drop coupe de la ligue at the end of the 2020 2019-20 season because of the pandemic setting in and there were absolutely there were matches which were being played which made absolutely no sense there, there were no ticket sales there were absolutely no kind of attendance i know it, i understand that lower division teams can play with the higher division teams but there was no output that was coming for it so aryan you were saying something yeah i think the fact first of all that teams can't just abandon tournaments i think tottenham disagrees with you there but moving on from that i think now we should cover up the predicted lineup for both the teams both the teams have some brilliant players both the teams have quite a few weaknesses at this point so amal give me your liverpool lineup yeah all right so starting from goal uh, it's obvious that Queen Kelleher will start in goal because Klopp has already uh, mentioned it in his uh, press conference, you know, very early, like two uh, two months or so back, just after the uh, win against Arsenal in the semi-finals. So he said it's it's his tournament. Uh, despite Allison being one of the best goalkeepers in the world, it's it was Kelleher's, you know, heroics, especially against Leicester, that uh, saw us uh, get to the position that we are in right now. So Queen Kelleher will start in goal. and again the defense i expect uh, trend and robertson the, as the full backs uh, they should be starting they were rested for the game against norwich played against leeds a uh, decent game and i expect them to start and coming to central defense virgil van dijk is you know brainer he will definitely play and partnering virgil van dijk i just have a feeling that it will be ibrahima konate despite joel matip being fantastic this season i think for the pace of uh you know the likes of Christian Pulisic especially Pulisic actually gives us a very tough time whenever whenever he plays us Liverpool so uh, i expect Pulisic to play and uh, to counter that threat i think uh he will start i think uh, Konate will start because of space again uh, uh if even if C- if CX is it uh, his fit even uh, he can be a threat with the space so uh, CH and uh, actually werner could be a good punt for chelsea in this particular uh, game because of the high line that liverpool play everyone knows everyone wants to exploit it and we we catch the opponents off, offside so often like 
already more than 100 times in the league this season so uh yeah but i i don't think werner starts but uh, i think he might come off the bench and then you know in midfield i think uh, fabinho uh, has been immense this season uh, he'll keep his place and thiago thiago deserves a special mention because he's been absolutely immense like in this season we have a 100% win rate with him in the side uh, an xg of 2.87 average and an xg considered of less than 0.2 or 0.3 so that has that has been his impact so i expect him to definitely start this game and uh, then i expect jordan henderson the captain to play as the rcm uh, you know if you have noticed that uh, then liverpool have uh, slightly tweaked their system i mean within the 433 itself the rcm uh, tends to be more attacking the side this time i think it was a ploy uh, keeping in mind harvey elliot's development but then uh, harvey got injured and jordan has been playing there he's he's done reasonably well and now he is uh, looking like he is uh, coming back to form so i expect uh, jordan anderson to play rcm uh, in a slightly attacking position with thiago uh, helping fabinho out when needed and then the front three as we discussed earlier mo salah sadio mane are definitely going to start and luis diaz i think 90 95% i'm ex- expecting luis diaz to start with diego zota coming off the bench if if needed so that's how i expect liverpool to line up So that was Liverpool's line from Amal Sanjay, the Ch- the Chelsea lineup. So, I guess Edward Mendy will start in goal purely for his shot stopping ability. And uh, if you if we have a prospect of a penalty shootout, I think definitely to to Thomas Tuchel will be prepared to make the swap because Kepa has been really really good at stopping penalties and he's saved us on multiple occasions already this season. and coming to the defense it's going to be andreas christensen and antonio rudiger combining with thiago silva right in the middle he's the he's thiago silva and rudiger have been the heartbeat of our defense this season so far and i think they are going to like you know be mainstays and andreas christensen will partner them and coming further ahead to the wing backs i think you know aspilicueta and hudson odoi have been switching their place switching their you know roles regularly and uh, i think that's completely down to the last minute because aspilicueta has been starting the most recent of games and uh, against liverpool especially with the threat posed by mane on the left hand side we'll need pace to counter him so i think callum hudson odoi will start at right wing back and in in the in, in the central in the center it's going to be jorginho and ngolo kante those guys just dictate our midfield and you know matteo kovacic might come on in the second half to cover up to for some fresh legs but jorginho and ingolo kante will definitely start in midfield and on the other side it's going to be marcus alonso because he's the only option we have at left back at the moment given the injury to ben chilwell and also you know malang sar has also proven to be a a prospectful uh, option at at left wing back but alonso will definitely take the nod this time and uh, coming further forward it's going to be Kai Havertz for sure, because he's the man for the final. And given ZX injury flag, I think Christian Pulisic might get the nod. If ZX is fully fit, probably he might come off the bench. But I think, given the severity of the injury that he faced midweek, I don't think a start is, uh, you know, to a start is coming too soon for him. So I think 
Havertz and Pulisic will start up front with Lukaku being the being the lone striker. I think that's how they line up, and uh, you know we really have to cope with the threat of Salah and Mane, and uh, we need that rigidity and we need that robustness in defense, which we've always been relying on. And uh, attacking output, you know, Chelsea, it's not been renowned for this season yet, but uh, I think they will find a solution. Thomas Tuchel will definitely drill the team pretty well, and the preparation will be spot on. And uh, Ingolo Kante, man, he's he's gonna be given a lot of work to do, and even if he's not given a lot to do, he will definitely, you know, dictate the tempo of the game in midfield, winning back possession, and you know. Getting the getting those clear cut passes to dissect the Liverpool defense and to run into the spaces and collect the balls for the attacking players to make the options ahead. So I think Chelsea will perform pretty well in this final. And uh, yeah, you never know; it's the cup final, so we can expect any twist and turns. Oh, I, what I wouldn't give for this match to go to penalties. And Kepa trying to get subbed on and Edward Mendy doing the Kepa thing. Man, I would love to see that. I just hope that happens. But anyway, let's go ahead with the score predictions. Amal, your score prediction? Yeah, I expect it to be a very tight game. It's a final. So, despite the form, players, everything, you know, in a final, it's a one-off game. All of the such things goes out of the window. So, yeah, I expect... Uh, it to be a tight game, but I think uh, I'm going with 2-0 to Liverpool and I expect Mo Salah, I mean, it's, it's so easy to say that Mo Salah will make the difference uh, because, because how he has been this season. So if you want me to pick out a player that will stand out, I think it's going to be Mo Salah. Yeah, so I think 2-0 to Liverpool and a 9 Carabao Cup title. What about you, Sanjay? Well, that's a pretty bold prediction, Amal given our record in cup finals recently and we are not going to be brushed aside that easily. I think the score will end 1-1 at full time and the match will definitely be going into extra time. The prospect of penalties is definitely out there. But for for the nerves, I hope it doesn't go to that extent. But uh, I think, you know, Chelsea will edge out Liverpool 2-1 after extra time and... uh, I am, you know, rooting for Kai Havertz to score in the final. If, if Let it be op- opening the account or, you know, scoring the winning goal. You never know. He always has a knack for the big games. But uh, I think we will be able to deal with the threats Salah and Mane pose. And uh, we will, you know, have the grit and the metal to take Liverpool all the way. I mean, they are the informed team in England at the moment, not denying that. But... Uh, we are Chelsea, we are the champions of the world and we will, you know, give them a tough fight and I think we will lift the trophy. Yeah, before we end it, just one thing, Sanjay. The number of times you have said Chelsea are champions of the world in this podcast is more than the number of times Chelsea has actually been champions of the world. So, <laughs> moving on from that fact, I think that was a tactical, banterful podcast. And now that Amal and Sanjay have riled me up in this pod. So, our next pod will be What the Hell Happened to Manchester United 1. So, that's it all from our side. Stay tuned, folks.